This is the Decision Masters Podcast. I'm Kirsten Parker, the decision coach for overthinkers. When you feel good about your decisions, life feels good. You get to be present in your days and excited about where you're going. I'm going to help you build your decision mastery so it's easy to know what you want, navigate uncertainty, and handle any feelings that happen. Whether you're in the middle of some overthinking angst right now, or you simply love feeling in charge of your choices, you're in the right place. Clear, confident decisions are right around the corner. Let's get into it. Hi, friend. How is your day? How you doing? I'm super excited to talk to you about some stuff to not do today. So we're going to talk about three things to quit in order to honor your time better. And if you know me, um, hi again. And if you don't, um, hello. I'm so excited to hang out with you. But if you know me, you know that I am a big fan of positive phrasing for our goals. This means not giving ourselves things not to do. I know, it's so many double negatives, but I always say it's easier to go to the grocery store and buy pita chips than it is to go and not buy Oreos. You see what I'm getting at? So usually this is a rule of thumb that I try to abide because it's just easier to hit a target that you're aiming for. It's not so easy to try not to hit targets. But in this case, we're going to talk about honoring your time And time is one of those tricky little subjects that can like push a lot of buttons instantly. Soon as we bring up time, our minds can go quickly to all of the fires, like everything that we're not doing correctly, all the ways we're not managing our time well enough, all the things that we're doing to waste our time, all the inefficiencies in our time, how we're so behind, how there's not enough of it. And I hear you and I validate that. My hands are on my heart and I'm taking a deep, delicious, long breath. (sighs) Hear you. So in the interest of calming any stress and anxiety related to time, I want to make this idea of honoring your time as easy sounding as possible. And what's easier than not doing stuff sometimes? We're going to get to stuff that I would like you to try, that I'm going to invite you to do. Sure, it's going to be so fun. But today, I'd like you to think about taking some things out of the rotation, taking some stuff off the plate, making life easier by just playing with some things not to do. Okay, you on board? And why do we care? Why do we care about honoring our time? And why are we trying to honor our time instead of manage it better? Well, I'm super happy that you asked. We want to honor our time because you are here to make powerful, authentic, self-honoring decisions that you like. What does that mean? It means you want to be the person you want to be, living the life you want to live. You want to like how you are moving through your life. You want to like how present you're being. You want to make decisions that serve you, that move you closer to the vision for who you want to be and how you want to feel. And one of the most common struggles of everyone that I have ever worked with is time. We can have the best intentions. We can want the happiest, most fulfilling lives for ourselves. We can desire the strongest boundaries. And yet, somehow, time can be this 
immovable mountain, this constant problem that it's easy to just keep circling back to. So in support of you making decisions that you love, that help you love who you're being in your one and only life, and help you move in the direction that you want to go, we need to honor our time better. When you become a person who's honoring your time, boy howdy, look out. Do you feel like the most important person in your life? Yeah. Do you make decisions based on what you want? Uh, Yeah, you do. So let's crack this code. Let's get in on this time honoring (laughs) to make it sound super fun and cool. Okay, so here are three things that I would like you to quit. I'm going to explain each of them and how I have quit them. At different times in my life, this is not like a one and done, please wake up perfect tomorrow situation, okay? Be gentle with yourself. Pick the thing that sounds the easiest first and do that, okay? Another mantra that I invite you to live by. (laughs) Okay, thing I would like you to quit, number one. I would love for you to stop putting things on your calendar that you are not going to do. Here's what I mean. There are different versions of this and I've done them all. But when you fill your calendar, whether it's a paper calendar or a, uh, what's the one online? Google Calendar Digital, is that the word I'm reaching for? Whether it's paper or digital, if you fill it with things that you know you're not going to do or mm, question if you're going to be able to do, if you fill your time space with fantasy, it is not honoring your time. And here's how I have done this in the past. So I have been super guilty of deciding I want to be a person who does yoga at 5 a.m. every day, starting tomorrow. Okay, let's put it on the calendar right now and let's do it a daily repeat with no end date. Um, There is a 75% chance that I didn't even do it the next day. But you better believe whether or not yoga ever happened that week, that quickly became background noise in my calendar. I would see it every day. I would see, yeah, oh, that's on the calendar for tomorrow. Would literally never do it. Never even gave it a second thought after a short time. So if you're doing that, I want you to just stop. Stop filling your calendar with lies. They're not super harmful lies, but they're not helping. The other way that I have filled my calendar with fables and fairy tales has been to mega time block. So... Now, this, this may not apply to you if you are actually beholden to the appointments in your calendar or if you are a time blocker, power to you, this will not apply to you. If you are someone like me who is in charge of most or all of what you do all day, we can go through phases where we're like, this is too much freedom. I need structure. And we overcorrect to the point where we have like micromanaged every 20-minute chunk And when you don't believe that, when you are not that person, when you're not that person, it's okay. We can just be in agreement that we're not that person. But when you're not, that day has all of a sudden set you up to fail. Same thing with the repeat 5 a.m. yoga that you're not going to do. You've built failure into your plan. You've decided in advance, I'm going to give myself 20,000 things to do tomorrow, and I'm definitely not going to be able to do them. Even if I wake up with perfect energy, you haven't built in any breaks, you haven't built in any contingency time for whatever's going to surprise you that you can't predict, you've set yourself up to fail. And this is not honoring your time because it puts you in competition with time. 
Does that make sense? You're like setting yourself up against like perfect future you and perfect future you doesn't exist. She ain't going to show up tomorrow. So I want you to recognize this as something that's actually dishonoring your time because it's belittling what you do do at 5 a.m. It is saying that you are wrong for whatever you're doing at 5 a.m., which is probably hopefully sleeping, which is very important. We are not making ourselves wrong for sleep, okay? Pinky swear for the rest of time, deal. But let's stop setting ourselves up to feel like failures. Let's stop putting ourselves in competition and in races with time. Let's stop putting things on the calendar that are fairy tales and fables, okay? So that's the thing I would like you to quit, number one. Thing number two that I would like you to quit is saying yes to everything. Now, another caveat. If you do know me, hi again, you know I'm a fan of fast decisions. So sometimes you can say a fast yes to somebody, you can make a plan, you can put it on the calendar, you could make reservations right then and there, boom. Did we not just waste three weeks of back and forth thing and wasting bandwidth on like, oh, we should make a plan. We should do that thing. Oh, yeah, maybe. Okay. I love saving that time. I love saving that energy. So I do highly encourage you to make fast decisions when they are aligned. This is what I mean when you have caught up with a friend, you say, oh my gosh, this was amazing. We should totally do it again. And then the default is to like part ways. And then three months, six months, eight months go by and you're like, oh, I'm supposed to see that person again. That is an appropriate time. Just make a fast decision. What do you want to say? Dinner in six weeks? Cool. Done. In the calendar. What I would like you to quit doing, if it feels fun, is stop saying yes automatically to everything that may or may not be aligned. And sometimes it's fun to go on a cleanse. Just go on a little detox for like seven to 10 days. And every time someone asks you to make a plan, you can have a response in your back pocket. Thanks so much for that invite. I will get back to you within 24 hours or whatever you want to say. But this is not honoring your time. When you are constantly committing in the moment, usually because of, you know, normal human stuff, like we need to people please, saying no is awkward, saying no is rude, saying no would make me a bad, fill in the blank, parent, sister, wife, blah, 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 brother. I know we have dudes out there. I do not mean to exclude you. Sorry. But saying yes to everything automatically does not honor your time. Why? Because you're not making deliberate conscious choices. And time is your most valuable resource to implement all of these delicious decisions that we're making to create the selves and the lives that we love. Decisions are my favorite. Decisions are my jam. Cannot implement decisions without time. So we need to make sure that you love how you are spending and investing and savoring your time. Are you going to love how you spend every single second of every day? No, but that's okay. That's not the goal. The goal is to stop automatically filling up your time because future you is like, hey, uh, I want to say in this, I want you to consider me and what I'm going to want to do and what I'm going to not want to do. And if that means you in the present moment has to be a little uncomfortable because you have to say no or you have to say maybe or you have to say I'll get back to you, then that's okay. We can breathe through that discomfort. But I try this on. Try on quitting the automatic yes, especially if the yeses are coming from a kind of people pleasery, 
obligatory or I think I'm going to fail or disappoint my mentor or ruin my career if I say no to things, especially if that is where your yeses are coming from, I double dare you, if we're being adults about it, to try this for a week. Just take a week to say an automatic maybe instead of an automatic yes. You don't have to say no to everything. But what you're doing by saying yes to everything automatically is prioritizing everybody else's time and feelings and agendas. And it's deprioritizing your own. So even if you end up saying yes, you think through everything, you're invited to 12 things next week, and then you take a beat before saying yes to each one, and you consider it, and then you say yes. That is going to be so much more honoring of your time than if you say an automatic yes and then kind of talk yourself into it or realize in hindsight, like, I mean, I guess this is a good idea, so I'll go. But that's you getting on board with a decision in hindsight. And I would much rather you make the decision from a self-honoring place. Okay? Fun. Okay. Third thing, I would love for you to try quitting in order to honor your time is checking your phone first thing in the morning. I know. I know you knew where I was going with that one. And maybe you've even tried this before. But I want to share a story about a client who really took this seriously. Once every two to three months in the Decision Masters program, which is the coaching program that I run, we do a 10-day challenge. And everyone always makes up their own challenge because the momentum and accountability of a challenge is very activating. However, most challenges that we are invited to, like do a smoothie challenge or do a walking challenge or do a burp, 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 are other people's best decisions. They aren't necessarily tailored to like what is going to most serve you right now? What's going to move the needle in your life the most? So I help my clients figure out, okay, what's going to be my best 10-day challenge? What's going to help me most? And then we all do it together and it's so much fun. So one of my clients decided, this is what I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit dishonoring my time like this because she noticed she was waking up. My husband has this phrase. I mean, he didn't make it up, but I heard it from him the first time. Or I didn't, but I have a terrible memory. So whatever. I heard it from him and then here, here it is now on the podcast. He said this. Th he says this thing where you feel like you wake up on the back foot. He said this to me the other day because I was having some time drama because we all do. It's so normal. It's so human. But he was reassuring me, you're not starting tomorrow on the back foot. And I was like, ooh, yes. And my client realized the more she woke up and automatically went into her phone and automatically was in work emails, in the calendar, she was starting her day on the back foot. She was starting from behind. She was convincing herself that, oh, time has been going this whole time and you messed up. And now you're awake for the party, but you're late and you will never catch up. A uh, terrible feeling, don't you think? And I know you can relate because we all do this in some form or fashion. And we all do it at some point in our lives. So like no judgment here, okay? No beating yourself up about this. I want you to recognize that this can just be a phase, even if you've been doing it for years. It can be a years long phase. It is a totally changeable habit though. So what happened is my client concentrated on this. She was like, I'm just going to do this for 10 days. I'm going to convince myself like on the day 11, I can go right back to checking the phone first thing. And what will help here, I will say, is deciding what you're going to do instead. 
So I know I was like, this is three things to not do. You don't have to do more. But this one is particularly helpful to swap something. Even if you give yourself like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go outside and just sit on the balcony. I'm going to, which is what I started doing. I'm going to just breathe. I'm not, I don't even have to get my phone out and get on the call map. You can if you want to, but you can just like lay there. You can swap it for anything. It doesn't have to be an active activity. Just know what you want to do instead. So she did this. She did this for 10 days and then she did it for 13 days. And then all of a sudden she'd been doing it for a few weeks. And holy moly, did this long standing habit change very quickly with just a little bit of concentration and accountability? Yes, it did. And then what do you think happened? She started feeling way more in touch with how she felt, her internal pace. When you join the Decision Masters program, I send you this amazing, delicious workbook that accompanies the Decision Masters course. And the second half of the workbook is just a journal. It's like a daily mindset check-in journal where you also set yourself up for the day. It's called the check set and it's fabulous. And she was doing that instead. That's what she did instead of checking your phone. And she answered questions about like, how are you feeling? And all of these things that were just things that she was skipping, not doing, not making time for otherwise in her old routine, which is like get up and go. And then lo and behold, we arrived at the day when she was awoken by a work emergency. So she was in the groove, in the rhythm of waking up and just doing her thing. Healthy boundaries, separation, so delicious. And then work called and was like, hey, you're checking us whether you like it or not first thing. And there was an emergency. Now, drum roll. What do you think happened when she got off of that phone call? Did she A, jump into readily available urgency and stress and anxiety and hustle because that was her baseline comfort zone? No, she didn't. She hung up that phone and she went into her baseline mode that she had built up for herself, which was calm which was steady, which was let me check in with where I am and how I feel. Because she had trained herself internally to realize that 90 seconds is never going to make or break anything in my job, let alone three minutes. So even if the phone call woke me up, I still get to set my own pace. I still get to honor my time. Can you just take one second to imagine your most busiest, frantic, I know that was incorrect English, stay with me, your busiest, most frantic morning recently, and just think about what a difference it might make to feel like you were a little, little tiny bit more intentional with honoring your time. It doesn't mean doing things perfectly. It doesn't mean maybe even doing anything drastically differently. She had a very different day than she would have otherwise if she jumped right into the chaos. But she had decided, I want to be a person who honors my time. Even though her job is banana pants, that wasn't going to change anytime soon. So she was like, this isn't going to change on its own. I have to make some changes. And it opened her up for so much inner strength, so much clear self-direction, so much steadiness amidst, you know, some like chaos around her. And I want you to know that is possible for you too. So wherever you feel like you are with your relationship with time, you can honor it a little bit more. Use one of these strategies. Don't try to do everything at once. 
but it will pay you back in dividends. And it will be so much fun to be a person who feels like time is working for you. Time is working with you. Time is your ally. You are in charge and you're the priority. Ugh, it's going to feel so good. And remember, this is one of the most fundamental things that we work on. Like I said, with all of my clients, your relationship with time and your relationship with yourself and how your decisions reflect your real values and priorities and goals and vision for who you want to be and how you want your life to be. And if your decisions have room to breathe, if you have room to implement those decisions in your time, in your days. So if you want help with that, I super recommend that you check out the Decision Masters program. Go to kirstenparker.com forward slash DMP, Decision Masters program, and come join us because I can help you. In the meantime, have a fabulous day. Have a fabulous week. Go quit some stuff. Go honor your time. And I'll see you next week. Hey there, quick question. How easy does it feel to say no to requests or invites that you really don't want to agree to? Mmm, not so much. If you find yourself saying yes to things you don't want to do over and over, or putting yourself through agony just to get to a no, and then feeling super guilty and maybe even doing it anyway, you're going to love the crash course on how to say no. You can get it for free right now at kirstenparker.com forward slash say no. You'll get a complete PDF workbook with two whole pages of example sentences at the end, literally how to say no to requests and invites, and an 11-minute crash course video training that simplifies the whole overwhelming shenanigans of saying no so you can do it without being a terrible person, ruining a relationship, or ending up doing the thing anyway. Go get it now at kirstenparker.com forward slash say no. Enjoy!